Hey everyone, welcome back to The Room 5E3 Cuento with Ano. And for this episode, I'll be talking with myself about a topic, about a conversation or a discussion that I've been meaning to talk about. And this is kind of an important topic or discussion considering that this is kind of going beyond our conservative um, practices and ideals here in the Philippines, where it is a very Catholic-dominated country. And therefore, I want to talk about why I think the Philippines needs to integrate sex education in the curriculum. And, you know, again, I want to also point out that there is not necessarily pros and cons into this, but I want to point out in this episode tranches or two perspectives regarding sex education being incorporated in the Philippines. One perspective of that is that why it is important. And the other perspective is why we haven't done it yet. So again, I want to emphasize that we are going to talk about this in two sides and two perspectives. All right. So before I get into details about these two sides, I want to just share that, you know, being... Um, somebody privileged enough to experience two different kinds of education, that being where I was able to experience the Philippine education from pre-K to high school and then going in another country where I was able to experience a liberal kind of education, but also a conservative kind in the sense that, you know, in college, I went to two universities. One was a liberal university and the other one I transferred to a Catholic university. And in these two universities... We, like, the, the, the school, I, I think it's part of the U.S. education system, but the universities that I went to, it had required all students to take a sort of test before taking classes where they talk about, it's kind of orientation, an online orientation where we get to answer mini quizzes or tests on what to do if somebody's being sexually harassed or what to do if you're going to bring somebody over to the dorm. But the part where you bring somebody to a dorm and what to do about that, that is in the liberal school. In a Catholic in the Catholic university that I went to, they were very so kind of conservative about that. They were so like playing it safe and trying to educate students on, you know, sex and stuff like that. That is to say that we only talked about the school in that in that school, we only talked about what to do when somebody's being sexually harassed, what if, what to do, what happens if you know somebody who is sexually harassed and stuff like that. In the liberal arts school, obviously, you know, it's very liberal. The sky was the limit in conversations like that. If anything, the university that I went to in the liberal school, it was in New York. So, you know, New York is a very liberal state. And, you know, as somebody who came from a Catholic school in the Philippines, it was a major cultural shock for me to see that when I moved into the dorm, there was a big-ass trophy filled with condoms. And I don't know if my mom saw that, but big-ass trophy of filled with condoms like by the entrance of the door. And then in every floor, you come out of the elevator, and then there is a fishbowl filled with condoms. To, and that, to me, was a cultural shock. And But apparently, that was a great thing. Because you, it is not to be you know, protected during sex. And they're advocating to have safe sex. And that is good. But in the 
Catholic university that I went to, it, it was not like that at all. You weren't even allowed to bring a boy to your room, you know? So they were still that kind of conservative, but at the same time, they were also liberal, but not to the extent of New York liberal, but like liberal in the sense that, all right, we will separate the Catholic from the politics. They tried their best doing that, but not really. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that either way, these two schools in the U.S. were able to point out, were, were doing their best in trying to educate you know, even college kids, to have safe sex, to not do sexual harassment, to know what consent is. That was the goal of having these two schools to have students take a test, common sense test, orientation that required common sense to do basic human, you know, decency. And I feel like we need to do that in the Philippines as well. Why, you know, actually, why do we need to have conversations like this? Okay, before I get to details why, because, you know, this, having conversations like this, having topics to ask or, you know, bring up a topic of why do we need to integrate something as big, not even, it's not even a big idea, but something, you know, in human, innate to human nature, to be incorporated in a school curriculum. Because this is not just a question that lies within morality. It's not about morality, but also economically as well. Because, you know, the Philippines has one of the highest fertility rate. And according to Inquirer and Rappler, the fertility rate is higher outside Luzon. And, you know, I'm not going to the detailed numbers of how much, but essentially the fertility rate, or when we say, you know, if you guys don't know what fertility rate is, it's the number of children born by women of a certain age yearly. So that is to say how many women bore a child at the age of 15 in, let's say, the year 2001 compared to women who bore a child at like 27 to 30 years old. So that is to say, why, why, why are there more teenage pregnancies compared to women who are like in their 20s or 30s who are single or not single? But anyways, moving on, moving forward. In the Philippines, teenage pregnancy is very rampant in Mindanao and Visayas. And why is that? It's because of the government and the economy of those areas. And this is a part where I say that this is the reason why we haven't talked about why we cannot have this is in relation as to this is in relation as to why we cannot have um, sex education incorporated in our curriculum. And I'll get more into that later on. But for now, let's talk about first in relation as to why pregnancy is high amongst teenagers or young females. And there are two aspects to this. One is that, you know, unfortunately, at such a young age, females are seen, are already seen as praised by predators. At such a young age, unfortunately, women are being raped by older men. And this is such a heavy topic and major discussion needed to talk about in another episode. This is in line of abortion and, 
you know, should it be also, you know, passed on as a bill here in the Philippines? That's a that's that's a big major topic, but we're not going to discuss that over here. I'm just pointing out one of the reasons why teenage pregnancy is rampant. So we won't get into that much, but one of these days we'll probably talk about that. But for now, let's stick to the other scope where as to why teenage pregnancy is rampant. And that's because of miseducation or the lack of education thereof when it comes to sex. Because what are the reasons why we haven't incorporated sex education in the Philippines? Well, you know, for the very first obvious reason is that the Philippines is a conservative country. It's a Catholic-dominated country who believes, where a lot of people believe the stigma about sex, that is, when you when you have premarital sex, it's a sin. Having sex is for, quote, and unquote, sluts or people who have sex because they weren't raised. People, I mean, people who have sex you know, before married marriage are those who weren't raised well by their parents. You know, honestly, that is the dumbest, most ignorant, one of the most ignorant excuses I've heard or comments that I've heard. You know, I get so fired up about conversations like this, about sex and society and people because of these kinds of comments that are upheld by the taboos that are said mostly by narrow-minded people, you know? If anything, if we are able to incorporate the importance of health and nutrition, we should be able to educate about the natural human phenomenon when it comes to sex. Because having sex is part of human nature. We need to break the stigma that having sex is a sin. One way or another, we have hormones, we have our needs. So obviously, females are going to be curious about their body. Males are going to get curious about their body. You know, and I want to emphasize that educating children about sex does not mean that it's okay to have sex in school or on campus. No, that's not the fucking point. The clear point of having sex education or programs or modules and whatnot in schools is so that children at a young age would know, I mean, not only about the act of sex, you know, it's about being able to, as I've said, break down the stigma regarding sex and attraction because sex education personally I think and I've that's research shown that it will help clear the taboos about intercourse and even understand some cultural differences about sex because when we talk about sex it's not only about body body you know penetration and stuff like that we're talking about in, in sex education we talk about different cultures as well and when i say cultural differences i'm talking about like you know having arranged marriage to su- at such a young age and then expecting to have children to start a family right away things like that i'm not talking about like you know school should only talk about you know penetration stuff like that no the fuck you know and like honestly if, if that's like too much for a Catholic school or for like this country, maybe we could we could not like have one big major like topic of it right away told in books, but maybe, you know, have it slowly integrated in certain, you know, classes or that is to say if in science class, you know, when we were 10 to 11 years old, grade four, five, six learns like, you know, that is to say, in science classes when you were like 10, 11 years old or like when you were like 
students are like grade four, five, six, you know, they start to learn about the reproductive system. Maybe, you know, you don't have, we don't have to have a topic, a big solo topic about like sex, but maybe, you know, science teachers could integrate or like interject and give just like a bit of details on what exactly happens to the male and female body when intercourse happens and include the importance of protection. Because, you know, let's face it, talking about these kinds of topics in front of 10 to 11 year olds is not going to be provocative. It's normal. If anything, I fucking bet you 10 to 11 year olds are already watching porn. Watching porn has its pros and cons. But, you know, kids, if, if 10 to 11 year olds, because let's face it, Talking about these kinds of topics in front of 10 to 11 year olds is not going to be provocative. It's normal because we even have conversation conversations like this with our athletes and kuyas. I remember like, honestly, I hear 10 to 11 years old talking about like sex with their athletes and kuyas or older um, batches or relatives and cousins. You know, we even ask our parents, like, how we were brought into this world. I'm pretty sure we all had the conversation with our parents as to how we came into this world. So why the fuck are we walking on eggshells when, if we talk about reproductive system, why can't we talk about safe sex? We gotta stop being pabebe about it because it's, it's, it's gonna, it's bound to happen. It's gonna happen anyway. What's important is that you know what to do. And that is safe sex, among other things. Because, you know, also, like, not only in science, but, like, maybe in PE classes, when we talk about health and nutrition, when it comes to important importance of protection, you know, we talk about the diseases that arise from having unprotected sex, like HIV, AIDS, and etc. Because, you know... Honestly, I really did not know the depth of HIV and AIDS till like I got into college. Because honestly, prior to college, all I knew about that was that it was like a fucking disease when having sex. Like that's it. That would that's I all I know is that if you you know penetrate, I didn't even like, you know, I thought it happened for everyone. So like, you know what I mean. So I thought HIV and AIDS was just like something that happens during sex. And you know how I fucking knew about that? Because of a fucking TV show. And that's fucking Grey's Anatomy. So do you get my point? Why the fuck do we have to depend on a TV show to tell us about the realities of the world? The the normal human nature needs that we have. Why? Why does it, why does it have to come from a fictional TV show? You know? Because... Some parents are so conservative about having these kinds of conversations with their children. And so the children, like, okay, fine, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about this. We're not we're gonna walk on eggshells when it talk comes to sex. You know? People like how old were you when you were allowed to watch people kissing? When you're allowed to watch actors on TV kiss? Because me, I think I was like 15, 16. Actually, you know what? I think I was 17 when Seeing two couples on TV kiss was normal. But when it comes to sex scene, honestly, I just like, uh, just go through my phone. You know you know what I mean? So we, we're awkward. We walk on eggshells. We're so cautious about 
something that's so normal. Essentially, my point in this first aspect is that if we allow students or children at a young age to know about sex, to understand sexual orientation, the importance, the benefits of being sex positive, what that means, it, 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 it keeps us grounded in the sense that it keeps it keeps children grounded in the sense that they will not rely on online porn or other sources like TV series or movies to understand what this is. You know what I mean? To understand what the fuck, how to do this, how to do that, what the fuck is this, what the fuck is that? You know, it, I mean, I'm saying like, all right, explore your body. That's great. That's fine. But what I'm saying here is that when you integrate something as simple as telling students that oh having self um having protected sex is important because you are going to lower the risk of spreading aids or getting aids or diseases and stuff like that and you're going to help the economy by not having a high fertility rate does this make sense because again this is not only about a question of this is not this is not only about morality but economically speaking if you have children who know what to do and what not to do i feel like overpopulation or health is not as bad as it is today and it's bad Today, and this is the part where I'm going to go to the second perspective as to why we cannot have it yet, why we don't have it yet, is because of our government. The government has not done their very good job in, in, in supplying, you know, and con- or contributing to proper materials to school, to the public school specifically. Because if you think about it, I want, like, I when I talk about, like, having sex education integrated in the Philippines. I want to, I'm saying this in an equal and equitable perspective where if we have sex education only talked about in private schools, that's sort of privilege, you know, because they were able to have materials and gain all this like books and stuff like that to help educate their students. But compared to the public schools, there's lack of materials to educate children, to let these children know about what to do when it comes to sex. Because if, if the public schools in Mindanao and Luzon are, you know, I'm pretty sure, I think, that there are certain topics that we don't talk about. I mean, that the public schools in the Philippines, and that is talking about Luzon besides Mindanao, there are public schools that don't have the same access to the kind of materials that the private schools have, you know? So if the government, I'm saying here, if the government is able to give to public students, public schools to write materials that will help educate their kids, their students on, like, on sex education, I'm highly confident that the fertility rate is gonna be lower but then you nap how the heck are we going to have a matino government well and again this is why this is a timely episode is because we have to vote for the right people and voting every vote counts people so i'm hoping that by the time that you listen to this episode you already have your voters registration if not you got a couple of days but all in all 
yo, we gotta, we gotta fix this country. We gotta choose the right people because it's not only about you, but it's also everyone around you. And it would all boil down to how our future is going to be like, you know what I mean? But then also, again, the point of this episode is that we need to stop being so babebe about sex. Guys, sex is sex. There's nothing fucking wrong with sex. It's wrong when one, you don't do it safely. Two, if you're not having, I mean, it's it's wrong when you're not having safe sex and you could be carrying any motherfucking disease out there and spreading it to someone else. That's where it's wrong. Second, sex is wrong when obviously this is the part where morality kind of comes in, where you have a partner that you're committed to and you have sex with multiple people. That's where it's wrong. Unless, of course, you have a, an agreement. But sex in general, the act itself, the stigma about sex and attraction, there's nothing wrong with that. We are all to humans and we have our needs. It's normal. We gotta... We gotta start thinking that it's just sex. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not like it's just sex, as in to say that you stop with someone. Okay, just make sure that you're not you're not carrying a disease or that you have safe sex or that you did not sleep with someone who's in a relationship or that it wasn't forced and there was consent or that you slept with someone while you're in a relationship. No, because again, I want to keep pointing this out. Sex is fucking normal. All right. Also, I do want to point out that sex is normal if if there's consent. Okay. Most importantly, sex is important when there is consent. Okay. Consent is hot, people. Remember that. Nothing is sexier than having consent. Okay. That's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this topic or had an insightful thoughts about this. Anyways, I'll catch you guys next episode. Thank you so much. Bye, Alam. <laughs>